Welcome to The Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Hey there, NFT Curious listener. Today's episode is one of an incredible series we're sharing from our visit to New York City the first week of November 2021. Keep listening for exclusive access to conversations we had at the NFT NYC convention and Dreamverse, as well as snippets from our run-ins with amazing folks on the street and in parties and private events. You'll hear from the top players in NFT, from Beeple to Gary V, and discover everything in between. These sessions cut right from one hot interview to the next without much chatter in between to give you the feeling of being there and listening in on various conversations. We'll introduce our guests as they enter. Enjoy. This is Josh Krieger, one of the co-hosts here with Baroon, who's doing some really exciting stuff around NFTs and music and has a really exciting new client that we'll hear about on this mini episode at NYC NFT. Baroon, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. You come highly regarded and a mutual friend of ours has wanted us to meet for a long time. So why not? Meet in person in New York City in the middle of all this NFT action. Absolutely. So why don't you introduce yourself, full name, what your company is doing, you know, favorite color, whatever works. <laughs> yeah, so thank you. My name is Varun Bajaj. I am the CEO of The Hustle. We are a music-based NFT record label. What we're doing is onboarding, you know, the music world into our digital world, which is the, you know, digital asset space. That's almost a $3 trillion asset class. So the NFT landscape, you know, is ripe and prime for artists to kind of onboard. And basically, we need to educate them and bring them on. And we're the conduit for that, bridging the normie world, as you can say. But the normies, in our case, are, you know, music music celebrities, all known all around the world, to the NFT world. And that's what we do at The Hustle. That's exciting. When did you start The Hustle? And... From my understanding, you made a major 180 with your own career to do this. What compelled you to make that shift? Yeah, so I'm a lawyer by profession based in California, but I've been in the crypto space for a very long time since you know 2013. That's when I got my first Bitcoin. So I've always loved crypto and started dabbling in the NFT world in 2020 and still was still doing law. But then my aha moment was... You know, 2021, a little bit after people's sale, obviously that kind of created mainstream excitement and awareness because in 2020, it really wasn't that, you know, well-known, especially in the Norman world. And two music executives at that time, you know, sought me out somehow. Mutual friends, it's all about mutual connections in the crypto world. They sought me out. They're two big music guys. And that's where the idea of the hustle was born. I ended up then deciding, you know, there's something here and I have a lot of connections in the crypto world. Why not just build something? And so, yeah, I just quit my job as a lawyer. I've been doing this since, I think, April, and I'm all in. That's pretty cool, man. And one thing that, you know, one of my bold predictions I like to say is that I would not be surprised in 10 years if creators make more money than doctors and lawyers. I think we're moving into a creator economy, and I do think this is what we have available to us with all the technology around creators. This is our opportunity to thrive. Absolutely. And creators, because with doctors and lawyers, it's a capped type environment. But with creators, especially if they're the ones who are on the forefront of what's going on, the sky's 
unlimited, really. The potential is there. So the tools are there where we're very early. Eventually, it's going to be very saturated. And then maybe it's a different story. But right now, absolutely, if you're a creator, especially in the music world, is your time to just kind of act and, and understand what's going on and understand that you are very early still, regardless of what everyone in the crypto world thinks, we're very early. Cool. Well, speaking of very early, we appreciate when we get a little bit of alpha on the show, maybe you can tell us about some of your clients that you've signed and what you're up to. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone knows Buster Rhymes. So Buster Rhymes is, you know, been with us for quite a bit and he's exciting in the sense that obviously he's a star name, right? But more importantly, he really wants to learn and be that pioneer as to, to his peers, as to what's, what's available, what's capable but it doesn't just stop there. You know, we have music moguls like Steve Rifkin. We are close to signing many, many people, especially, I can't name them yet until it's closed, but uh, they're superstars. You know, we have 14-time Billboard number one producers. We we don't necessarily need a household name, but we just want the music world to understand what's going on. So you combine the mega stars with the, you know, the up-and-coming ones. It creates that ecosystem that we're trying to uh, deliver. Cool. And what's your thoughts on all the different platforms out there, both just in general, you know, from a layer one, layer two level, but also the music platforms? Do you see yourself as, you know, doing something fairly independent or some collaborations in the works across the landscape of music? Because at the end of the day, you know, from talking to a lot of these music companies that have come on the show, they're reaching out to other music companies and all hanging out together in the same sandbox. Absolutely. And it's all about collaboration and it's all about, it's not a winner take all mentality. In the music world though, there's different niches for everybody to kind of operate in, especially in a creator economy though, you know, an artist is very limited into what they can and cannot do with a traditional label. That's why if you come to the digital asset space and especially someone like us, we allow that creativity to shine. One of our, you know, clients was a, a man named Spiff TV, who's a huge producer in the Latin American markets. And one of the things he wanted to do was combine a music based NFT with like an avatar type project. If you went to the traditional record label and you pitched that idea, they'd think you're absolutely crazy, right? Because it doesn't go through the traditional mold, but allowing them to enter the metaverse or the NFT space, allowing them to tap into that creativity is something that separates the digital asset space from the traditional space. So everything works together and there's different areas for all of us to, to succeed. That's exciting. And there's a nostalgic element to, you know, an artist like Buster Rhymes thinking about his first hit and some of those old album covers and some of those touring moments, are you going to tap into nostalgia? I think nostalgia is something everyone should tap into, but at the end of the day, it's the artist's decision. So we're a platform that's empowering the creatives, not just Buster Rhymes, any artist that wants to work with us, we want to empower them with the tools of what they can and cannot do, but we'll never tell them what they should do. However, highly encourage celebrities and stars and just even traditional people to have something with a nostalgic element because you know, nostalgia creates excitement and creates loyalty and people, it's all about a story in the NFT world. So if you can create something that has a story, you're going to find a collector out there that's going to want it. So that's kind of, I'm all about nostalgic moments that have real value out there. That's exciting. And is there anything specific on your roadmap coming up? Any any drops, any collabs that, that you can speak to? Yeah, I mean, I really want to give you the best alpha, but I can't because it's, it, let's just say in, in 10 days or the course of our company could really change. We're close to finalizing a massive opportunity, which, you know, I, maybe I'll come back on after that. Uh, uh, hey. That would be the talk of the town. Happy to to have you back on, brother. <laughs> you know, this is really just a, a mini yeah. interview because... 
there's so much happening here. We so wanted to capture some of these moments, some of the amazing people that we're meeting and, sure. and sort of give our listeners a, a taste of what's happening on the inside here in New York City. What's been your experience here? Have you have many interesting people had any conversations that have made you think differently about the industry? Well, so I just actually came in today. I took the red eye from Los Angeles just to be here for this event for today. You don't seem that tired. Yeah, got some. Luckily, got some sleep. But my team has been here since Monday, and it's all about networking and and being in the space. And as much as I want to do that, I'm mostly focused on building this thing. You know, so the digital asset space. Though, once you're embedded in an NFT world, especially as a creator and a CEO, you do meet a lot of really cool people. So I have a lot of respect for my peers, especially in other. Music projects, it's all just a beautiful family. And I think the digital asset space is still so small that, you know, it is kind of like a little fraternity and sorority, you know, in a way. Super cool. So we all have that common ground. But I'm excited after this is done to just kind of mingle and see some of my peers. That sounds good. And I'll throw in a little bit of Alpha. We're working on planning a conference, Q1, in LA. And there will be a music component to that conference. So we'll have to do something cool there. Absolutely. Link up. I'm right around the corner. Right on, right on. Where can folks learn more about The Hustle and stay in touch with you if they're excited about what you're doing? Yeah, uh, two ways. Twitter is probably our best outlet where we put news. It's the underscore hustle. I'm on Twitter as well. Crypto Steve Urkel. I have a penguin, a punchy penguin avatar. I'm very much into that whole world. And we have a Telegram group as well. Discord's still growing, but I would say Twitter or Telegram or my personal uh, is where you should find us. Varun, thanks so much for hanging out with us and joining us on your busy day in New York. Pleasure. Thank you. So we're at kind of like an incredible event. I'm going to explain it a little bit from just like a completely bare perspective. Just kind of walk into like an old fashioned like theater here in New York City. There's crowds of people jumping in a bouncy house that's probably like a football field long, <laughs> 80 feet. 80 feet. And, you know, blue people walking around, taking pictures with people like it's Disneyland or something. So, Josh, tell me, what is this in, like, real life terms? How would we, what's it called? (laughs) I don't know. It's like an adult amusement park for mischief and adventure and connection. The first person I meet is a chiropractor that was lured into NFTs with a creature. Like, he didn't know why he got one. He decided to get one. And now he's part of Danny's community. So, I'm sure there's many people that have sort of come to you with this sort of story, but I'm really curious more about the genesis of this project, man, and, and what got you here. Yeah, just give an intro of you and, of, you know, just like a background for someone who might not know, and, and we can jump in. My name is Danny Cole. I'm 21 years old, and I bring a magical world to life because it's fun, and it makes me feel very at home. Beautiful. It makes us feel at home as well. Appreciate that. And do you want to tell us who's sitting next to you here? That's my bodyguard next to me. His name is Junior, also known as Junior Varsity. And he just, he keeps things in order. Awesome. And I see a man who, you know, relatively normal dress, wearing a Mexican wrestling mask, a mask, as far as I can tell, <laughs> for the listener. It's, no, that's, it's his skin. That's just how he looks. Okay, sorry. That's his real skin. And he has a hat on that says, fuck the law. I'm the law. All right, beautiful. So, yeah, answer Josh's question here, but what's the background? Just for clarity, that's actually his hair. Oh, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I, they say that reality is relative, you know, to the, to the beholder. So, I really appreciate this. Of course. So, yeah, where did this all come from? Like, in the beginning, like, what's the incipient moment, you know, that, the, that this idea came to be? When I was in preschool, my earliest memory is when I would go to bed 
I would get into bed and I would wrap my blanket around me like a cocoon and I would close my eyes and I would have these pre-dreams. And I wasn't asleep yet, but I would immediately, the moment I closed my eyes, I would see stars all around me and I would see objects and beings and people floating around me in space. And it was this incredibly divine, safe place, a very familiar place. I think that we start in that place. We start in that place of divinity. And we, as time goes by, are brought to a point that we forget that place even existed. But you can recognize it when you feel it. You can recognize it when you feel love and nurture and an experience of God, some might call it. And I would see something that caught my eye in space. And I would zoom into it. And then I would be there. And some of my earliest memories there are experiencing life in the ocean as a merman. And seeing that home could be in another person. And as time went on, I visited that place in my conscious less and less until I really didn't remember what home felt like. And I was very, very lonely. And yeah, like really not happy to be alive. And when you're in that place, I guess you have two options. You accept where you are or you make where you are a place that you're happy to be because there's no changing that. There's no, you know, you don't get to just leave. But you can bring to the place that we're all stuck in a place that you want to be. And that is Creature World. Beautiful. Thank you for that description. You may have an alternate description of this, but I like to tune in for the listeners. You know, for the past uh, you know, minute or two, as Danny described that he has his eyes closed. I think it's very, you know, we're having some video here, but I think it's very appropriate for someone listening to have a very auditory experience. I really appreciated that. Would you have an alternate description of what I said? Like your eyes became your skin, but, or can I just say your eyes were closed? <laughs> My eyes were closed. Oh, Beautiful. Actually, I have a way I'd like to say it, if it's possible. Uh, uh-oh. Okay, just a bullhorn. My, oh, fuck. <laughs> My eyes were closed. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Excellent. I believe it. What well, do you got, Jeff? Community is obviously super important to you, man. You put this huge fiesta together. Like, can you tell us, man, like in your own words, like what does community mean to you as a part of this whole creation that you brought to this earth? Yeah, I got you. Um, that happy place that you make... If it's just you experiencing it, how real is it? You know, what we consider to be reality is really just what we agree upon. So in order to make something real, you need everybody to agree that it's real. You need everybody to agree to experience it together. And that's, again, an 80-foot bouncy house adventure course where we say, hey, I'm in the creature world tonight. I think the important point there is that people have talked about community for decades, right? Civilizations built on community. But at some point along the way, we forgot that community isn't dictated by one person. It's created by the community. And people have sort of created this idea of community when it was really cult, where there was this leader that 
didn't necessarily have the community's best interest at heart. And it's clear that you do have your community's best interest at heart and that you are manifesting community in, in what you're creating. What's next, man? Feel free to comment on that, but I'm just also curious, like, what is the calling of your community from here? I don't really know if I want to talk about it. I, like, we have put out, you know, in the domain that you guys cover, we've put out 10,000 unique avatars. They do something. And nobody knows what yet. And they're about to find out. So I kind of would rather people just find out. And I would love to, I mean, I'm happy to get back together and talk about it, but it would be... Weird if this was the moment I decided to spill the beans, you know? No problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People do like to spill the beans on our show. And, you know, we don't have the luxury of doing them in person and, like, sharing drinks with them to get them to spill the beans. But they still do. But I'll say, you know, maybe it helps for me that I don't drink. So, <laughs> Well, let's pause here and let you enjoy your amazing party. And you're welcome. Our home is your home. So let's get back together again soon. Before we go, though. Thank you. <laughs> you know, if you do have any call to action for anybody who's, you know, reviewing the video or watching, you know, we often have to send people to socials, things like that. But, you know, whatever your call to action is for the person listening, we'll, uh, let's get that before we end. Stream Junior Varsity. All right. We appreciate this moment with you, Danny. And, and thank you for sharing, you know, your reality and making it our reality as well and taking us to that moment of origination. It's really beautiful. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Hi hey everyone, this is Josh Krieger, co-host of Edge NFT, here with Ethan Jenny, one of my co-hosts. We're at NYC NFT, sort of in the wrap-up zone at the Arlo, really cool lounge, with someone that my girlfriend actually was really excited that we were going to have a chance to talk to, because this gentleman created the project that enticed her to buy her first NFT, and it's on a topic dear to um, art, which is the care and well-being of endangered elephants. So, Adam, it's it's really exciting to meet you in person here and to learn more about all the cool stuff you're doing in the NFT space. Why don't you start off by introducing yourself, and then we'll dive in a little deeper. Yeah, sure. Great to be here, and thank you for having me. My name is Adam Garamani. I'm here to represent two projects, Untamed Elephants, which is dedicated to saving the elephants using NFTs and art and community, and HelloFam, which is releasing NFTs backed by physical stored wine. Awesome. So let's start with the elephants. You know, after we went to Thailand and we had a chance to see some elephants that have been abused, I got it right away. Like, these are magnificent creatures, and it's very expensive and complicated to take care of them. They have their quirks and their personalities, and uh, they eat a lot. What inspired you to start this project, and what was the Genesis story around it coming to be? Yeah, sure. So we have an interesting history. We were actually created by another team early on, and it was the first, Untamed Elephants was the very first NFT project with a charity component driving it. Since then, almost Every NFT project donates a percentage to charity. Usually it's just a one-time mint donation. We're driven by helping elephants throughout our everything we do. How the leadership transition took place is I was working on HelloFam, and the community needed someone else to step up and take over Untamed Elephants. And I had all the resources and a, a deep love for the nonprofit world and for the elephant world. So we've 
seamlessly taken over. And the first thing that we did was strengthened our nonprofit bonds. So we actually have a two-way relationship with three different elephant nonprofits, a two in Kenya for African elephants and one in Sri Lanka for the most endangered elephants in the world, Sri Lankan elephants. And they're in our Discord. We do co-events with them. Their CEOs drop by and thank people for support. And we're actually launching an elephant rescue mission in Sri Lanka coming soon where NFT holders can participate and the CEO of the nonprofit can take them all over the country with us to get some behind the scenes on elephant rescue. Cool. Tell us a little bit about the original collection and what the experience has been in terms of growing that community and what's coming up next. Yeah. So the original collection, it's interesting. All the elephants have kind of a cool like streetwear type art to them. They're all a little bit bored and a little bit slackers and they're all dudes. And so one of the first things that our team and community said is, hey, in the elephant world, the matriarchs lead the herd. So let's make a new collection of untamed matriarchs, rarer than the elephants. And so we got a great Italian fashion designer artist who's a woman who can drive like the female angle. And we're launching that soon. It's free to claim if you own two untamed elephants or a small mint price to mint as well. That sounds really fun. Yeah, totally makes sense. And just what are the outcomes you produce so far? How much money has gone to these nonprofits? And what are your goals for 2022 with continuing to give, right? Because we have seen projects sort of slap on the charity or social you know, impact stamp, you know, without sort of real long-term goals. But my understanding is that this is a sincere, earnest effort to help these elephants for a long time. So what have you done so far and what are your hopes for the future? Yeah, so thrilled that we've donated $55,000 so far. And it comes at the perfect time. Like our donation, our Kenya partner, they used the funds to jail one of the biggest poaching kingpins in the world recently. And our Sri Lanka partner, they're devastated by COVID. Their volunteers can't travel as much. The elephant corridors are all messed up. So Every small donation to them, they personally thank us. For our elephant rescue trip, we're paying a lot of money to them as well. So those funds will be great. Every product we release moving forward will have an elephant charity component. And we host weekly Stampede Sunday charity drives where you get raffle tickets for donating to charity as well. And, you know, what's your perspective on sort of I'm not entirely familiar with the layout of the model, but what's your perspective with sort of paying the internal bills to keep the lights on? Like, how have you, any of the funds used for the team? Or do you guys make money by buying your own elephants to support the cause? And like, how does the royalty breakdown work? And how do you sustain this over a long period of time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thankfully, when you're mission-driven, like everyone is willing to pitch in. A lot of people volunteer to help. We can get better deals with partners we work with. I ran an online art community for almost 20 years, so I'm used to doing things very guerrilla style. It's more an investment in time. NFT projects don't take that much money to do. It's just time, biz dev, partnerships, and we all love elephants and we're all willing to put in the time. So funding, I'm not concerned about. If it takes us two, three years to be profitable, that's fine. We have plenty of, I have plenty of bankroll to, to help and all our team is really passionate so we're willing to wait and 
And what's your goals for 2022 in terms of funds raised? Do you, do you have any like goals in mind? Yeah, big picture. We'd love to raise a million dollars. I mean, it's kind of a wild goal because we're at 55,000 now. But the more we can partner with big brands and corporations who we're talking to all the time and with our charity angle and elephant angle, you know, gets our foot in the door, the more we can, can get there. We have the matriarchs launching. We have some products in the pipeline. We have some other NFT projects in the works. We're publishing a, a really cool artist's NFT collection, acting as kind of a studio for them as well with a cut going to elephants. So we have a lot of things in the works. That's awesome stuff. You know, one of my first exposures to elephants in, in, in danger was when I was studying birdsong, actually, as a biologist, when we found out about the creativity we see within the animal kingdom. <laughs> so, you know, I studied the songs of birds, but also, you know, ran into people, you know, studying birds who basically make art, but as well as elephants who paint, who play the gamelan, all this stuff. So I'm interested to see if you can incorporate that in the future and, and bring some elephant art into the NFT world. I think that'd be really awesome. But we really want to get a little bit into your forthcoming project or, or the things that are right on, on the plate at the moment. And you're doing something really cool with wine, and we'd love to hear about that. So why don't you dive in and give us some foundation there? Yeah, yeah, great. So one of the big promises of NFTs has always been where the NFT acts as kind of a ticket for a real-world asset that's somewhere else. So you don't have to manage the asset, and you can use the NFT to trade, to buy, sell, to have liquidity. And so we were one of the first projects, HelloFam, to do this and to do it in the wine industry, where we have collectible, like boutique luxury wine, and we take care of all the storage somewhere else, and you get an NFT, and the NFT can have rarity too. Uh, so if you mint a rare one, your wine is stored in a bigger bottle, or you can put something on the label. And so that's our project. We launched our first one, Genesis Vintage, a couple months ago. We launched our second one in collaboration with Untamed Elephants called Pink Elephant Parade Sparkling Rosé. And so our model is we're going to look at NFT communities and say, hey, we'll do your merch drop. We'll create a wine for you. We'll store it. We'll release an NFT of it. We can have rarity where you can win your NFT on the label. And while we do that, we're also looking at, at real wineries and being like, hey, if you need help with NFT technology, we have an audience of passionate NFT wine buyers and we know the tech and we can help you transition. So uh, that's the goal with HelloFam. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's interesting, the overlap we see, you know, between you can think of wine as almost a collectible. Right. And so there's a really strong synergy with with NFTs in kind of an item that is up to discretion for artistic and flavorful, you know, preference and sort of people to get into communities around things that they love. So that's really cool. Anything else you want to give us in terms of the wine project? We'll probably wrap up soon and make sure we want to get info on where people can find out more about you. But uh, anything else to put on the plate about the wine project? Sorry, not put on the plate, put in the glass. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that a lot of people who are new to NFTs don't understand NFTs until... I tell them about the wine project and then it, something goes off in their head. They're like, this makes sense. I don't want to store 20 cases of collectible wine in my, <laughs> I don't have a wine cellar. I don't want to deal with the physical good, but I want to invest and an NFT is the perfect liquid proxy to do that. 
So we've released our first two and we're talking to other NFT communities to release theirs and everything we do, our Genesis Vintage holders will, will benefit. That'll always be our flagship uh, NFT. So it's kind of like an NFT wine club as well, holding one of them. It makes so much sense to me and I think it's so creative. Wine aficionados are so passionate and a lot of them are also cause driven mm-hmm. and for some reason, the most popular wines in the U.S. always have animals on the front, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So is there a possibility at some point of an untamed elephant wine collection collaboration? Yeah, we actually released one. <laughs> so we're a step ahead. It's called Pink Elephant Parade. It's a sparkling rosé. And, you know, pick your favorite NFT community. And, you know, we're probably talking to them about making an NFT wine for them as well. So, you know, news on that you know, coming soon. It makes so much sense. Love the pizza Dow. I wonder if there's a collaboration there too. And is there at some point a wine Dow where we make sure everyone in the world has a chance to try some delicious wine? There you go. <laughs> yeah, we, no, we'd love it. We'd love it. And there's, there's so much cool things you can do with NFTs, like f- fractionalized wine, getting some really expensive, like million dollar wine and, and fractionalizing it. You know, Dow votes, which you mentioned. So, yeah, all the stuff we're looking at. Adam, this has been so fun, man. I think there's a lot going on in your world for folks to keep tabs on. Where can they keep tabs on all this cool stuff and these cool projects? Please drop all the relevant information to our listeners and we'll get the word out. Yeah, sure. So for Untamed Elephants, the best place is to follow us on Twitter at ElephantNFTs, twitter.com slash ElephantNFTs. And for Hello Fam, it's twitter.com, Hello Fam Wine. And yeah, we have discords for both projects. We're super active there. We have giveaways all the time. And we're always happy to help first time NFT buyers navigate all the tech stuff to get started. Oh, good. That's hard to find. Take them up on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for your time. And hope we all have a chance to unwind after this crazy week and have a glass of wine. Yeah, let's coffee more wine. <laughs> All right. Agreed. Cheers. Talk to you later. All right. Well, we're wrapping up again this week at NFT NYC, doing some impromptu interviews here at the Arlo Hotel. Shout out to them, even though they don't quite know what we're doing in this room here. But we do have some connection with it's, the uh, owners of the chain. So, you know. It, it is a little bit better than our first podcast when we got here, where Ethan, Jeff, and I met each other for the first time. I know I've seen them both in real <laughs> yeah. life, but then we did our podcast with the CEO of a pretty prestigious company on a queen-size bed. <laughs> we were all just sitting on the bed together. It's like, it's a small room in the lobby. Yeah, yeah. But, you I know, mean, it's set up. This is the, okay, yeah, that's just a cool place, place actually. Again, like, to give credibility to the Arlo, this is how they, they set up their hotels very intentionally yeah. to facilitate this kind of thing. You know, yeah, like you, people getting together, getting some work done, you know. We're, we're, it feels like small, chill conference room. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. beautiful. And, and, you know, we're practicing some of the skills we've learned in this space, which is agility and, you know, efficiency, using what's available at the time. And, yeah. And just getting it done. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. you Build know, we, we weren't planning sky. to do so many interviews at this conference or today. Amazing people like Italic here. And you just have to not only learn the story, <laughs> but share the story with others. Because it's really special content. And we want everyone listening what globally I to know what's going on in this space. And who are the leaders? Who are the revolutionaries yeah. that are literally changing 
society and making history and, in real time. And I will say this caveat, this particular session it may feel a little bit dry or boring at times, you know, a little bit technical, <laughs> and, but, you know, stick it through and I think, you know, you'll appreciate it. So, so anyways, so, just yeah. kidding, just kidding, because Italic is some really crazy yeah. stuff. Tell us, you know, your first last name so we get that all set up what you do and we're going to okay. dive in. So my name is Vitalik Raskalov. I'm uh, actually from Russia. I came specially in New York City for NFT. And I basically do urban exploration stuff. That's mean we climb illegally in interesting underground places. It could be like rooftops, tunnels, all of that stuff. And like in New York City, we have a pretty, pretty huge community. We even been arrested like two weeks ago. For the trespassing. I'm disappointed that it wasn't more recently than that. <laughs> oh, I've been arrested so many times in a different part of the world, but oh, first time in America. Are these, are these police coming right now? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, like, we recorded, we take a photographs of these old actions and show them as NFT. So on an NFT, you can buy not only a photograph, but a story, you know, like story behind the photo, photo from the person who actually did that, which is pretty cool. And yeah, this is uh, basically like that. Beautiful. That, that's cool. And what sort of clicked for you when you sort of brought NFTs into your world? Like what was the moment where you're like, ah, oh, we should do this with NFTs? Oh, it just was two months ago, actually, very recently. Okay. So my friend introduced me NFT and, you know, like we did really serious things sometimes. So we climb on the pyramids uh, in Giza, in Egypt, but, you know, like wow. one of the oldest structure. I even you been killed for that. That's not yeah. arrested. No, 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 no. But you can go in jail for three years. And also, like, <laughs> I've been banned to visit this country again. So, you know, they put me in a black list because CNN made a big article about that. So it goes even to the government of Egypt. So one of the stories that you, you can buy is NFT. And, you know, like in NFT, you have so much opportunity to keep doing your art because like people really support you. So what inspires you? I mean, you, you mentioned the word illegal, right? Yeah. Is it pushing the boundaries of law and justice and truth in society? Like, what is your art? Like, what's the driving force behind it? Yeah, I mean, in my case, I guess it's it's more curiosity. And yeah, I'm just too curious. And uh, illegal, because uh, like, you're not allowed to do that. But I, I would like to do that and make some really beautiful photographs, like to create some art. So basically, like... I, I feel so bad for your parents. I'm just like... <laughs> no, no, you know, you like know the funniest thing? My mom is my, like, biggest, biggest. follower. Okay. So she followed me everywhere. She, she of course, of course, one doesn't make sure that. Yeah, yeah. So okay. she know I'm okay. I'm chill somewhere. I climb, some, but I'm She's still literally okay. following you with the paramedics, like. <laughs> yeah. So my parents are pretty fine with that. Okay, yeah, awesome. cool. Yeah. Yeah. We also wondering. We interviewed this young fellow, twenty-one-year-old Danny. What's his name? Last name. Uh, I can't remember. He's interviewed someone. Oh he sold terrible. this incredible. Why are you calling me? I know, out right? I know. It's, it's just his name as well. But Danny, he sold this incredible NFT collection, made a ton of money, threw this incredible party last night with an 80 foot inflatable bouncy house for adults and, you know, open bar. And, you know, it was just a beautiful dream come true, inspired literally by his, you know, childhood imagination. Yeah. And I think, you know, these things are going on in the space. We're asking, like, are his parents cool with this? <laughs> you know, he's a very 
interesting character. So it'd be interesting to find out that what's behind all of that. So who bought your first NFT and what was that experience like? It was insane because I do that for a really long time, like 11 years. So I've been on exhibitions, on a really huge personal exhibitions in Germany, Switzerland, Art Basel. So the highest price for all my work, like for one work, was 5,000 euro. And I have to pay 40% taxes to like Switzerland government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And NFT, like I did it in the first month. Like for the one work, uh, people pay me even more. How much more? The maximum work was 1.5. That's great. Yeah, I mean, like, and it's, I just did it in very short time. For for the for the exhibition in uh, Switzerland, in Germany, it takes, I don't know, like to this price, maybe six, seven years. Here, like in a few months. Wow. Well, Which is insane. No, but it's a good mark for what's possible with NFTs for creators to inspire them. And we're joking a little bit, but it does sound like from a pricing perspective, you really do take in some interesting criteria for how to price your NFTs around what you're doing. And I'm curious if you can elaborate on that a little bit. The reason why prices are different, mostly because... You know, like for some of the missions, if you want to climb, let's say, on the Jesus Christ we did in 2015, and I live in Russia, so you need to make some work to afford travel to Brazil, stay there for a long time, you know, prepare the plan, all of that stuff. So the travel complexity, the risk of the... Yeah, risk. In Brazil, they will shoot first and then us. Well, I mean, (laughs) yeah. So I guess, you know, you think of that as in other forms of art, the amount of thought that goes into the art, the amount of time, the, the cost of the materials, it, it, yeah, it, yeah. All, it all matters. So what's next, man? I mean, you've been around some inspiring folks for yeah. a week, like, and we've talked about how amazing it was for us as an experience. Uh, thank you, NYC NFT, for, for bringing us all together. What's next? What inspires you in terms of your journey from here on? Yeah, NFT space on in general. The NFT space in general, like what's going through your mind after, you know, oh, this yeah, week? after being exposed to everything this week, yeah. Oh man, it's difficult to answer right now because, you know, like for me, it's, I still need to think about that what happened like for the last five days. It's been insane, especially for me from different like country, from different mentality. So yeah, I need some time on that. And in generally, like, Lance, so you went to bed at four thirty in the morning last night. Well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, every night, this every is, this, night. No, this is smart. He's 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 clearly positioned himself for another interview, and in a couple of months to say what's actually you know what he's cooked up, which is fine because you're cool and I'm having a good time. So. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time, definitely, and I met so many people, so many interests. It's like Burning Man, you know. Like I've been on a Burning Man a few times, and like every person is unique you feel like pretty pretty good vibe all the time like all the time yeah. for me it's like especially very new because i'm from russia people are called there yeah no i've heard that but yeah so yeah generally like to do some missions so world right now is more open and it's more new places to you know to discover so, you, know, you know we just met you probably about less than an hour ago, I don't know, that we wanted to get this interview. So, but I maybe I'm being a little presumptuous, but maybe we'll cook something up for NFT LA, which Edge of, Edge of NFT is going to host the convention here in, may, in Los maybe, Angeles. But I've got an idea for you, just to chew on. Sometimes we throw in some suggestions. Okay, cool. <laughs> so 
So look, you've done art where it's about what you have done. Why not put some ideas out there as mm. NFTs? And then if someone buys the NFT, then you do it. Mm. And then they get the result. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Wow. wow. The, actually, this is a crazy idea. You know, like some places are... You throw out like 10 different ideas out at different prices yeah. and see what people buy. Yeah. Oh, and wow. The highest yeah. bid one, use all of the funds from everyone, but the highest bid, the highest solar Four. one is... is yeah. yeah, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> all right. And then you, you give us 15% royalty. Yeah, so you cover up with the idea. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, you come talk about it on the show. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, you should do that. Like, you, you know, you let the community choose yeah. what, what happens next. Yeah. yeah. And if I. Maybe, maybe they started DAO yeah. to fund it all. Yeah. Like, you and, never know. And if I die, I will become a very, very big artist. Yes. Because yes. I've been in Jury or Die doing the like a mission because the like community decided it's pretty fun. I like yeah. that. <laughs> oh no, man. No, well, please buckle yeah. your seatbelt, wear yeah. your harness. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, this we, is. We, a, we like you a lot and we don't want you to die. Idea. Yeah, Please, sure. That would be a terrible result of this suggestion on our podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a just a like sense of humor. Yes. I know, I know. Yeah, so. it's your it's your art form, but but also yeah, Please be careful, like a little bit. Like, yeah, definitely. I will try. I tell that on every interview, and like yeah, and, I try and, to do everything. If I feel it's too far away from me, I want to do that. Well, I'm gonna just say this is not financial advice, nor is this. You know, suggested for kids at home. Like, yeah. this is, you are a very special artist and you feel this in your DNA, but those listening should not emulate your practices in, in any shape or form. And we'll try to include yeah. some, some video for the folks that check this content out. You've got some yeah. cool stuff we'll share. Yeah, we'll share yeah, yeah. You can actually show that my favorite stunt we did action in uh, Hong Kong. So we, we climb on the roof, find the computer connect our USB card with our video and hack the billboard. So we put our video on the biggest billboard of Hong Kong city and our video were there for 24 hours because we locked up the roof and the maintenance guy, they cannot go and change the, the video on the computer. Yeah, and I, I have that as NFT, like with the Super Gallery. It's a pretty fun story. All right, well, we will include that, I think, in... Yeah, I'll send you, just give me your Twitter. Beautiful. No problem. Where can folks learn more about what you're up to, check out your NFTs, you know, participate in your journey as an artist? Where can they go? Online, give us some links or some Twitters or whatever works. Okay, cool. My Twitter account is Raskalov, and also you can find... Spell that? Raskalov. Raskalov. R-A-S-C? No, Key. Key. K. K. R-A-S-K-A-L. OV, yeah, and that's it. And yeah. Raskolov. Yeah, in Twitter person. you can find a link on the OpenSea, and also you can just Google it on the roofs. So you will find Wikipedia page, a lot of stuff, a lot of articles on different like websites, CNN, BBC, and other stuff. Yeah, we did many, many different things. We actually banned in four countries. I'm not able to visit four countries: China, Belarus, Brazil, and uh, Egypt. Mm. Well, well, there's, there's a lot some, more countries There's at least one there. country left. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hope I, I can come back the, in New York yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't get banned from the United States. Yeah. Just, we, we enjoyed hanging out with you. Yeah. We have a conference coming up in L.A., so at least wait until after that conference. Yeah, again. yeah. Okay, right. well, thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, and we'll be in touch in the future. And enjoy, enjoy what's coming up. I think that's up. a great wrap for New York, Edge of NFTs, road trip. 
we're off to Miami next, and who knows where after that. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, we will see in Miami. I will go there. All well. right. Awesome. Let's do it. Bye, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this special bonus content from our time in NYC. We've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventurers on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. And don't forget, as a member of the Edge of NFT ecosystem, you're part of a community defined by collaboration and co-creation. Right now, we're giving you a literal opportunity to plant seeds with us and grow deep roots and broad branches together through NFTs. We're breaking ground on our own special NFT collections. Please head over to spiritseeds.xyz to find out more about our collection of only 100 Spirit Seed NFTs that will ever be minted. That's been created in collaboration with NFT influencer Nicole Buffett. And stay tuned to our Discord, found at edgeofnft.com discord, to get the inside scoop on our upcoming Living Tree NFT drop. Between these projects, we aim to plant tens of thousands of trees with you and offset thousands of metric tons of carbon emissions. At the same time, you'll get special access to our giveaways and events, as well as even more opportunities to co-create and collaborate with us. Check out edgeofnft.com discord to join our discord and plant your roots within our community now. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.